Good morning. I'm Steve Gilbert, along with Dan Peterson and Jamie Weiser. We're the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show, presented to you by Roach & Sons Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, a service exports company. We're an eight-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, a seven-time winner of London Free Press Best of London, a three-time winner of the Best of Home Stars, and a three-time winner of the Top Choice Award. A presenting sponsor, London Nights Radio Broadcast, and we want to thank you for listening today, and we hope that you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you information to our listeners about how heating, air conditioning, and plumbing works, and maybe a little transmission work today as well. Uh, but most important, the phone lines are open, so you can call in locally at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. You can send an email to inchbyinch at serviceexperts.com. But please don't wait. Give us a call. And, um, yeah, it's a good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. How are things? Good for a Saturday. For didn't a get Saturday. snowed in. Yeah, didn't get snowed in. That's one good thing. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty light. Did you get a lot in St. Thomas? Not really. Just more of a dusting. Just I'd a say. dust. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a bit of an accumulation in North London, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's nice and light. It won't take much to get rid of it when I go back home. It's all good. Well, that's a northern climate you live in. It, well, yeah, 25% less than St. Thomas. Is that right? <laughs> Sunny South. <laughs> packing up and moving to St. T. Yeah. Moving south. Uh, give, can you give us a little night's report last night, Dan? Oh, yeah. They had a, they had a great game last night. They won 7-3. to three. Um, They took maybe the first period to get their legs underneath of them, and once that happened, they just went, uh, they kind of exploded. And there was a little... Uh, few dust-ups at the end of the game, but uh, they they sent a message, and hopefully the rest of the league is taking a look at that. I think they'll be good to go in the future. Excellent. Are As they you... cup-bound, Dan? <clears throat> I think it'd be pretty close. Good. Yep. Is that um, right? Yeah, they're, if they can, uh, they play Ottawa, I think, uh, upcoming in the next week or so. Um, put a good showing against Ottawa. Seems to be running away with the other division, but uh, I think the Knights are there with them. Good. Good. Yep. Well, we'll be waiting patiently and seeing that your prediction comes true. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> like our own uh, groundhog. Exactly. <laughs> now that I'm on record, people say, oh, you, you remember That's what right. you said? That's right. <laughs> and being a bit of a Leaf fanatic as I am, uh, Jack Campbell started in it last night and uh, got his first win as a Maple Leaf in the blue sweater. So that was good to see. Yep. Um, hopefully he'll do the job for them. I, I saw him play in junior and... Uh, he he comes with a good reputation and seems to have the hopefully has the attitude and the responsibility of what the Leafs expect from him. Absolutely, because it's a tough organization to play for sometimes. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Those are some hard pipes, pipes to play they in. They are <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. So uh, keep in mind the reason that I'm on the microphone today is because my illustrious co-host and boss, Mr. Peter Inch, is probably at home listening right now. He did survive his surgery and we were all thankful for that so yes we are yeah and uh i had never seen like he posted a picture of his leg before and then the after shot after he came out of surgery and i'm thinking i'm surprised he could ever walk on that thing yeah (laughs) looks like a cadaver leg or something yeah so uh, yeah yeah congratulations peter because a good thing you kept that thing covered up (laughs) (laughs) and did it just in time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the just-in-time thing is uh, a pretty valid point, yep. Jamie. Yep. That, uh, 
And you know he was still and he was curling with the stick right up until that time. Yeah. So. so now you know he's challenging, saying that he'll be able to get down on the hack and deliver a yes. rock again. But eh, it doesn't matter as long as he still comes out and throws. As long as he's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he throws the hits a lot harder with right. the stick. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that that'll be. Uh, he's he's on recovery. So. Uh, we're wishing you well, Peter. I know for certain that you'll be calling in today. Just have that have that feeling. But yeah, anything sure. else going on? No, no, no. It's as exciting as it gets. It was St. Thomas. It's small town living. <laughs> They'll be just getting the uh, sidewalks rolled back out this morning. Yeah, really at at ten after nine. Ten after nine. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's a it's a bit of a sleepy community, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Someone okay. had to take care of that dusting of snow first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, just to, all the, I, I got to pick the music this week. So. I've heard some of them. Yeah, and I approve. I happen to pick songs. So all my songs are dedicated to Peter and we'll talk through them as we go. But um, yeah, they're, they're kind of self-explanatory. Hopefully yeah. he gets a bit of a kick out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he will. Yes. Well, if he doesn't, too bad he's not here. <laughs> yeah, he's I, awful tough sitting behind the mic when he you're not is. here, Peter. Yeah, I'm in control today. Nope. <laughs> anyway, um, we just, we can, we got a lot of mailbag questions and uh, someone told me that they sent you some questions as well, Dan. Someone did. Okay, so you've got those memorized in your head? This someone does not have those memorized in my head. Oh, so you didn't even write them down. I was driving when I was told those questions. Well, so maybe she can, she'll never pick up the phone and call and ask. But No, but she might text them to me. Oh, well, if she's listening, which I doubt she is, she could, but she is working today. She could uh, text those to you and then she could ask those questions. But. Lynn might text them to me because uh, Lynn okay. remembers those things much better than I do. All right, well. <laughs> If those, because they'd be specifically, they'd be, they'd be plumbing questions. Yes, well. they were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that would be good to know just in case, you know, because the ones that I have in the mailbag are mostly HVAC questions, but yeah. Well, but I'm good. I can do some of those too. <clears throat> okay. Or we, help you with okay. some of them. I know. <laughs> we are also, we're, uh, we're co-hosting the uh, St. Thomas Business After Five Chamber next week at the St. Thomas Curling Club. Yes. Yep. So that's going to be held on Wednesday, February the 12th, I believe is the day. Yes, it is. So at the St. Thomas Curling Club, we're kind of co-hosting the business after five. So, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Yep. It'll be interesting and uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So are you both I'll be there. Are, yep. you, are you? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And yeah. I'll bring my wife so she can see what it's all about, too. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if, I don't think uh, Peter's going to show up. Uh, no. No, I don't no. think so. He asked me quite a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I'd, I'd be there. I know he's. <laughs> I know he would like to try to be there, but I just don't. Yeah, I just don't. No, nah, I might be a little early yet, and you know, if it's slippery out, and there's no point in taking a chance. Of, no, if he slips yeah. on the ice, sheets. Yep. yeah. So, and then you were texting. You said yesterday he, he was texting you during the game or something. Yeah, he texted me. Uh, well, I asked him if someone was making his popcorn okay. for him, and uh, <laughs> that's that's really important, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. but yeah. he he had some he had some. Pre-made popcorn all ready to go, so. Bad monkey. Yeah, yes. Bad monkey popcorn. It was bad monkey popcorn. Okay. Well, we'll probably jet out for a break right now, and then when we get back, we'll we'll get to some questions. And please remember those phone lines are open at 519-643-2222. 
643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Yep. So, you know that one, don't you, Jamie? Yes, I do. <laughs> See, but I'm trying to figure out, are you celebrating because Peter's surgery went well, or are you celebrating because Peter's surgery was done and you don't have to see him every day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to which one, my friend? Yes. <laughs> Just yes. All right. Yes to, yes to all of those. Yes, okay. Yeah, so, nope, we're celebrating because, yes, Peter's su- surgery went really well, but Good. also we we're kind of celebrating because, yeah, we... We get to run around the place without him there the for boss a couple is, months. And the boss isn't in town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know what it's like, right? I, uh, no. <laughs> well, yes, I do. Yes, my wife is the boss. I forgot. <laughs> That's a good answer. Okay. <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> so, got a couple of mailbag questions. I got, um, I'm going away for a month. What is the lowest temperature I can set the thermostat for without there being any problems, do you think? 52 degrees. 50, so we're talking, you're talking Fahrenheit. Yes. 52, oh, sorry. 52 yeah. degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, 13 Celsius. 13 Celsius. Dan, what do you think? No, I, I think that uh, depending on what you normally keep your thermostat at, you should set it down maybe three degrees below that. Three, only three degrees. So if you keep it 23, then you're going to leave your house at 20? Who That's keeps right. their house at 23? <clears throat> I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> there there's a reason behind it though. <laughs> I mean, you, you you have a savings by turning your thermostat back, obviously, yes. Yes, and everyone. But if you turn it back too far, right? What savings have have you gained when it takes your furnace to run that much longer to get it back up to what you yeah. normally keep it at? Yeah. Right. But let's say you're going away for like a few weeks, though. Yeah. No, that's a different story. Again, that's a different scenario. Yeah. Um, I'm still like these people are going to go away for a month, right? I'm still not convinced that you want to go too low. Okay. Um, you still have things that could go wrong in your home. If your furnace does happen to shut down and you haven't turned your water off or, you know, things of that nature, um, the sooner that, uh, someone can get in there and fix that, it'll give you a buffer. Well, it does so, give you a buffer. Yeah. yeah. So 13, um, I think the manufacturers, like there's a minimum set in every thermostat. So if the thermostat yes. were to shut down, uh, there's a minimum built into a thermostat or something. So yeah. I think the minimum is 15 degrees. So you're you're close, Pretty Jamie. close. Yeah. yeah. Not bad for a trained professional. Yeah. Thir- 13's <laughs> pretty low though. And it just, and as Dan speaks to it as well, like that buffer is is pretty critical. So, but keep in mind, and Dan's right about this too, when you set your th- thermostat back over long periods of time, it's not, the, the air is really easy to heat up. Yeah. Yes. But it's the walls, the furniture, the flooring, the right. ceiling, yes. all that the stuff. House. Yeah. The house is that yep. same temperature yep. when it's been there that long. Yeah. So when you're asking it to come from 15 back up to 20, it takes a long time. People don't realize how long it takes, but yep. the, all those objects in the house like in the wood and everything, they're all trying to to get back to that temperature. So they're absorbing all that energy until the whole house gets to that yeah. temperature. Yeah. yeah. And see my Nest thermostat at home, when we come home at the end of the day, I mean, it's down at 15. And and we set ours at 19 in our house. That's why I said 23. Right. Geez, those must be some hot-blooded <laughs> people there. But but it does take a long time to get up there. Yeah. Right. And, and we notice that on a, on a cold day because things have cooled down. Yeah. 
My armchair technician, Richard, says 60 degrees. Yeah, so, there you go. Thank you, Richard. Yeah. And, and there is some equipment on the market that does have a default setting that, right. that will actually bring the equipment on at a certain temperature regardless. Yes. And uh, it's just a safety it feature. It is a safety feature. Yeah, especially uh, boilers. A lot of boilers have a default setting that will automatically bring them on. Well, it's just for your protection of your yes. home, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing, too, with these Wi-Fi thermostats now, like you're in Florida for a month, yeah. you can just, you can pull up your house at any point in time and just, and see what the temperature is, right? Can I pull that up on my BlackBerry still? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have to talk to BlackBerry on that there, Jamie. Come on. It's a modern BlackBerry. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> it just depends if BlackBerry made the app or not, right? I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, so can you send a camera down a drain to see if there's something stuck in it? Well, you can, um, depends on the size of the drain too. The, the bigger diameter drains, your three inch, four inch, um, up there, it's much easier to get a camera down those because they usually have a large clean out that you can put the camera down, um, and tell you what exactly is in there or or what the problem could be. The smaller size diameter pipes, the inch and a half, there are cameras out there that can go down those, but it's a lot harder to get them around 90s and 45s and different fittings right. that might be in your system. But uh, it can be done in, in both instances, yeah. Okay. And so the rules in London are a bit different or the rules have changed just because of things that we found out with with what they call rocketing and gas lines right. these days. So right. you're not allowed to camera, you're not allowed to auger outside of the foundation of the house, right. correct? Right, that's right. You, they, there have been so many instances lately in the last few years anyways where um, lines have gone through an actual sewer line or uh, – line outside your house. And so they do not want you to put a, a machine down there that has a cutter on it to cut through roots. Because it'll the cut next, through that plastic yeah, gas and line. And it could be a plastic gas line. Boom. Yeah. Could be a hydro line, telephone Because they rocket cable. everything these days. Yeah. They they very seldom dig. Usually the only time you'll see them dig holes is when they're actually going from one point to the other and then they actually rocket. Right. From one hole to, to the, the next. other. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But you're still able to send cameras down that line to see if yeah. there is an obstruction, yeah. such as they, one of those gas lines come you through have there. To, yeah, you yeah. have to. They want you to the put foundation. the camera through first before you put the machine through. And then, yeah. even if that's on your property, whoever did that is on the line for fixing that. Um, that I'm not so sure of. Um, a lot of that is done mostly in boulevards, yeah. um, or just at your property line. Right. So I would think that they would come back and fix that. Um, unfortunately, when they do that, they don't know whether they went through, through something. And sometimes it may not show up for a few years. Mm, right. Until stuff starts to build up on it and then eventually plugs it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. just remember just if you're, but any any plumbing company in the city knows that, you know, they can't auger outside yeah. of the foundation yeah. wall these days without getting it cameraed. So. Well, I mean, it's only prudent on the operators. On everybody, yes. You know, and the homeowner to make sure that that's done. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. you guys don't do that service? Uh, no, we do. Do the camera yeah. service? Yeah. 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 We have a camera. Yeah. yeah. Camera and 
they have they all have uh, auger machines on their trucks now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh? No, that's a good thing. It is, yeah, because you just you just never know. Yeah. <laughs> so like, same sort of thing in the transmission business. If you're working on some pretty small parts, right? Sometimes, yes. So you have to do you ever use inspection oh. cameras? Yep. yep. We do have boroscopes. Yep. Similar to the same type of cameras you guys would use. But, so you uh, just kind of take a plug out of the side of the tranny and yep. shove a camera in? Yep. We insert it gently because it's a professional operation. We just don't shove cameras in, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> We're trained professionals. We, we do it with accuracy. Okay. <laughs> but it's so confusing we, when you're doing it because you're looking at a, a screen and you're trying to manipulate a camera with the other hand. It's kind of like, you know, patting yourself on the head and rubbing your belly. It's it's kind of counterintuitive to what you really think you should be doing to get the picture you want. But yeah. We do use the same product. Because you're just trying to figure out, do I need to open this up? Or, Correct. Yes. Yeah. Is this yeah. board damaged? Yeah. Is, oh, there's that yeah. socket that I left inside there, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, I, I thought I thought as much, right? Because yep. if not, you're you're doing a lot of work all the time, you yep. know, trying to inspect those transmissions. Yes. Okay. What's so funny? I do have a couple of questions that uh, were text. Uh, Lynn did remember them. And, okay. Uh, I, of course she would. <laughs> and and she's intently listening to our, sitting on the edge of her chair listening to oh, our she, show today. Yes, yes, just can't wait. So then um, this is kind of a straightforward question. What, why would there be a burning smell coming from the furnace? Um, that could be a tough one, Steve. Um, there's a numerous reasons that could be. And, uh, you know, dust in on a heat exchanger. Okay, so the first time you fire a furnace and you get yep. that burn smell, dust, yeah. dust sitting yep. on top? Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Dog hair through a filter that's failed. No. Okay. <laughs> if, mm-hmm. but the, there's different type of burning smells. Like there's that, exactly. there's that electrical smell, yes. which you know. Yes. And that's, a, that's a bad smell coming from your furnace. Yes. Right? yes. That means some, you've got a part or something, which is, uh, the motor might be going or the vendor might be going, something's going on. Yes. Yeah. But just that if it's at the very beginning of the year and you turn that furnace on, there's going to be a little dust on top of that heat exchanger. For and sure. It's going to burn off and you're going to have that burning smell yeah. on the top. Yeah. So just, yeah. Sometimes a brand new equipment will have an odor to it when well, it first yeah. fires yeah, up. Yeah, because there's uh, a bit of oil on those yeah. heat exchangers. Yes. So most technicians, because your furnace is going to smoke very first time you, you replace it and you turn it on. So they're supposed to, but they do, they tell the homeowner this is going to, your smoke detectors yes. are going to go off because yes. we're going to burn some oil off the heat exchanger. Yes, and and motors are are fairly common. Yes, for, for burning out and uh, creating that odor, um, you may get some uh, pre warning of that. You know, if the bearings in it start to howl a little bit, if you hear a funny noise coming out of there, you know, maybe should time to have your everything checked. Yeah, furnaces like all. Mechanical things—they mm-hmm. give you some early warning signs. Yep. They make yeah. different noises. Yep. If you pay sounds. attention to it, yes. yes. Yeah. But now, do the new motors, the magnetic motors, the highly uh, efficient ones, or do they fail in the same manner as the older? I don't brush so. style. So I know brush style. I mean, the contacts of wear and you know and yada yada, and you yeah, see so there are, in that. There are no brushes, no contacts right. now. So it's all electromagnetic. So, what happens on those motors? I think is if it's lack of maintenance. Um, then if that motor's running under load all the time, then you're going to, it's more apt to fail. Yeah, so And pop an overload breaker or something yeah, like that. The importance of regular maintenance on your equipment, regular changing your filters regularly to keep the dirt out of the motor and out of the, out of the squirrel cage for the blower 
just yeah. moving the air around well, the house. Well, they, they have to, regardless of the type of motor, if, I mean, it, a lot of it does kind of come down to the filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it just makes that change your filter because it'll just make your blower motor work that much harder and, and it'll shorten the life on it quite a it, bit. It, it really does. So, yes. And, you know, changing a filter these days, now with with like my smartphone tells me because obviously I'm not smart. So my smartphone <laughs> tells me when it's time to change my filter. And, oh, sorry. I was going to look at my BlackBerry, see if it would tell me. But <laughs> oh, yeah. it, You might have to get an app for that, Jamie. You might want to call BlackBerry on that one. Yeah. But there's really, there, there's really nowadays that obviously we've identified it as a problem and it, it, it just is. Like I'm in the business and I still forget to change yes. my filter sometimes. Yes. So. Didn't you have to uh, take control of your furnace when you were down in Florida because your daughter had the heat turned way up? And actually, I was, in, I was in El Salvador. Yes. And yes, she had. It was a day in mid July, and it was cool. Apparently, it was cool that morning or something. So, like all the way down to eighteen or something. Yeah. Yeah, and so my, I was. I just thought I would, it's easy to check the temperature when you look on your app, right? And and lo and behold, my furnace is on in the middle of July, and I went. <laughs> Uh, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and hence, I turned it off from several thousand miles away. Yeah, Technology, <laughs> eh? Right? It's great. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, we're at the bottom half of the hour, so I'm going to turn it over to Kelly. We're going to go have a break, and we'll catch with you up in just a bit. Thanks. That one's for you, Peter. Yeah. Oh, I've got a comment about that one. He's said on the radio numerous times, Disco Pete, you know? Yeah, Disco Do Pete. not try to get up and dance to that. <laughs> no, just be... Th- the song, Wait for a while. The song's about you, Peter. It's just, you know, staying alive. We just appreciate that you made surgery and you came out the other side. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to go all John Travolta on it. So. That would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, um, Kelly came into studio because uh, apparently... And Peter will love this because I'm gonna. I'm just gonna own it on the radio station right now on on, on air that <laughs> I messed up. We had a couple of callers that have called in, and I wasn't operating the board properly. So you know, here we go, and we do have a call. So I'll take this one. How are you? Hello. I'm not getting it either. So, oh, it's Peter. Let me just Is see. If, let me see if I can get this. Are you there, Peter? Technology, eh? Yeah. It's still not working for me. How's that? Are you there, John? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Oh, that's hey. great. Wow. Thanks for calling back because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit inept on the mic on the radio station today. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, what's your name? I'm Steve. Steve? Okay. I got a question for you. HVAC guy? I am. Oh, great. <laughs> so um, what happened? I have a Concord furnace. It's about 12 years old. Um, just above the furnace there, you got that white pipe that comes out, the condensation pipe for the for the air condition. Yes. And what happened? That thing was off. Okay. So oh, I don't know how long it's been off, but I noticed it uh, a couple of weeks ago it was off, so I had to glue it back on again. Oh. So what happened? The water was dripping down through the grate. There's a grate just just below it. Right? Yes, there is. And then it drips down through the grate on the, to the bottom of the furnace there. Well, not the bottom, but the second level. Yep. 
and it rusted some of the, the second level out. So I took some sandpaper to it and tried to get the best best job I can do with just just by using sandpaper. But I'm just wondering, uh, is there any uh, other recommendations, uh, like putting uh, maybe uh, a metal paint on it uh, so that it won't rust any further than what it is? It, well, it didn't. It didn't perforate straight through. Then did it? No, it didn't go through. Okay, no, and, it, and then and then you've got the water stopped now. Yeah, it's all stopped now. Yeah. So I really that's you. You can you you could paint it if you want. There's really no need to because you've stopped it and you've you've taken some sandpaper and you've got the surface rust off. It should be fine, John. Okay, then. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah. you did. You did a good job. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't notice it because you know what happened is, is you, you know you got the air condition uh, foam pipe that comes out, and then you got the little copper pipe that runs with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's right in the middle of that white pipe that 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 takes the condensation. Exactly. From the yes. Air condition, yeah. right? So yeah. I never noticed it until you know a couple of weeks ago. I changed the filter, and I just noticed a look up, and I looked and. And on the floor too, down by below the furnace, at the base of the furnace, there was it was all sort of like a greenish brown color. Okay. And it was all dried up, and I'm wondering what is that? Is that the hot water tank leaking? <laughs> oh yeah. Towards the furnace, underneath the furnace, and it's causing uh, some kind of a rust. Yeah. So I looked at the hot water tank, and there was nothing leaking. So I said, oh, I, I better check this out. So I looked, and lo and behold, the pipe was off, the condensation yeah. pipe. Yeah. John, do you get a yearly maintenance done? I, want, uh, uh, I asked friends of mine. They said, "Well, no, you shouldn't use uh, uh, the metal paint because it stinks. It's got a real bad odor." Yeah, I don't know if I'd put that because that's where the burner is down there too. So the, okay. you've you've sanded it up. I think that's all you need to do. Yeah. Okay. What about putting crown spray on it just so it won't rust anymore? Well, you you could put some. You could put a little WD forty or something if you really want to, and, and just lubricate it a bit. But I I wouldn't. Just remember the burners are down there too, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, that's right. Okay, then. Okay. okay. Thanks a lot, Steve. Thanks, John. Okay, then. Goodbye. Bye. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, John, for calling. Yeah. I just got a text from uh, Peter Inch. <laughs> Is it praise? <laughs> oh, it's praise, all right, yes. <laughs> wow, nice job on the phones. I'm doing my exercises right now, and I'm not sure what's more painful, listening to you on the radio or doing his exercises. Wow. <laughs> yeah, thanks. He's getting ready for the coldest night of the year walk, and yeah. that's what he's doing. Well, look at it this way, Peter. Your exercises, they will get better. Wow. Okay, it's good. Uh, Lynn texted you, right, Dan? Yes, she did. Okay, so this is your participation today. Uh, the first one that she sent to me, this is because I couldn't uh, remember them from someone else, was uh, how do you get ants out of a basin? But And Ant, that's ants out, of, so, out of a basin, so, you know, your bathroom lab or yeah. basin. and So why are there ants there in the first place? I, that's, that's the question, right? right? Um, I've never... You know, in 40-some-odd years of doing this, I've never seen ants in a basin. I have seen them uh, in a, like a sewer, like coming out of a a drain in the basement, like a floor yeah. drain in the basement. Yeah. But out of an actual fixture, I've never seen that. But I have seen drain flies come out of there. Now, if someone thought that those might be small flying ants, is what it could be. Yeah. And... Uh, mostly hot water. So just um, just turn the hot water on and let it happen. But you've got to fill the overflow because usually that's where they start. Oh, 
Oh, so you got to plug it, fill yeah. the basin up, yep. let it go through the overflow. And let it go through the overflow with the hottest water that you can. Um, if you want to pour a bit, bit of bleach down through there, you know, make a, a funnel up and pour some bleach down through the overflow. Just make sure you rinse it out afterwards, but uh, hot water will be the best thing for that. Okay. And uh, that should get rid of the flies for you. Um, I th- I think that's probably what they are. They probably aren't actual ants. Okay. So yeah. it's not that someone was using mouthwash all the time and didn't rinse the... Yeah, it's... Um, you know, the ants are coming in. Oh, yes. You yeah, know. We've had ants at our house already, so you know, this weird temperature weather. But uh, as far as coming out of a fixture, no. Okay. Well, no, there is a possibility there because, you know, having grandkids around, never know where they might uh, drop that uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So, yeah. Well, that would be a case of actually <laughs> flushing the drain out really well with hot water also. Especially yeah. if there's a PB&J stuck yeah. in there. That, that could be. Um, well, ah, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. So here's one, and this 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 kind of reverts to some automotive as well. So why would a tech change the gas pressure on your furnace? Any ideas? Well, that would be as if it's changed coming into the home, really. Or how about just the use of the furnace and the gas pressure has changed inside the gas valve itself? It could. It could. It, it actually it happens, um, all more the, consumption. It happens all the time. So mm-hmm. um, especially now with these modulating and two-stage furnaces, uh, after yes. even after a year, uh, they might be out just like point one or point one five, something like that, and you need to readjust them. And so, is that yeah. checked during a maintenance? Always, because our maintenance is scheduled coming up here in a couple right. of weeks. So the, they always put a manometer on, and they always check the gas pressure. A manometer, that, yes, yes, and that's a that's a number one thing because um, they always had to verify because yeah. if if it's under firing. When you underfire a furnace, there's a chance of soot happening, and if your if your heat exchanger soots up, it's it's a huge problem. Yes. And overfiring means you're going to add extra heat stress on that heat exchanger and yep. early failure. Yeah, early failure, exactly. So it's a it's a mm. really critical part of the maintenance is to check gas pressure and yep. make sure that 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 okay. and it's right there in the manufacturer's book what it should be, what that furnace is supposed to operate under, and they make those adjustments. And what is the gas pressure that comes in from the street, Steve? It's a seven inches water column is what it yep, is. which is actually ounces. Yeah, but um, with the manometer, it'll, it'll measure in water column. Um, there's digital ones now. They're so actually, it's not in actual PSI? N- well, it used to be in ounces. Um, yeah, and now, but you can, so they have, they have two-pound systems now. So if yes. you are, like you see them in rural routes all the time, or they may, if they have extra use that someone put stuff in, they may increase that line to what I call a two-pound system. And if yeah. they do, then you have to regulate it back down again at every every branch off that. So yeah. and they do that just to increase pressure to that to that whatever they're looking yeah. to, to cover, but then they have to step the pressure back down and, because And all, the pressure's up to, to go that extra distance as it were. Yeah, to be able to supply the gas there. And most homes you'll see that they'll have uh a regulator right at the meter, mm-hmm. um, which is also important in the winter time to make sure it doesn't get covered in snow, snow. or ice because they vent and they um, can freeze and they can freeze. <laughs> yes. So if your if your regulator if your neighbor's been blowing snow on your on your gas meter, <laughs> Damn. No, seriously, <laughs> and that that regulator freezes, um, you're not going to get any gas, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's it's the moisture in the gas that freezes. 
because there's a lot of moisture in natural gas. Yes, hmm. there is. So on a proper maintenance, gas pressure is always checked on a furnace, water heater, um, whatever gas appliance it is. Okay, yeah. perfect. Okay, yeah. You got another question for me, Dan? I have another question. Actually, I have a question. Oh, but you know what? I'm going to have to hold you off because Peter's keeping track. So we're at 944. We're going to have to go to break because if I don't, he'll get angry. And he is listening. So we're going to go to break, and then when we come back, Dan's going to ask the question. But please remember, phone lines are open, and I know how to answer them now, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Thank you. They are, Peter. That's another one for you. If you're doing your exercises, you better be standing. Yeah, that's the yeah. best one, Steve. That you like was, that one? Yeah. I'm yeah, Still Standing by yeah. Elm John. Yeah. Yeah. I like the closeout song, too. I, oh, yes. Yeah. The closeout song will be good. <laughs> I, I gave these a lot of thought as yeah. I was, you know, running through thinking, what can I do for Peter? You know, just to <laughs> kind of, you know, so he can feel the love from yeah. the radio station. Put a smile on his face this morning for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In right. between the yeah. pain. So, Dan, interesting question came into the grab bag while we were sitting here. It was very interesting. And so the question is, if the London Knights happened to play the Barry Colts, who would win? Well, that question came from my daughter, Andrea, and son-in-law, Adam, that are actually listening in Barry. And there's a very short answer. No, the Barry Colts would not win. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they're thinking. Right? Yeah. That's correct. Well, they're just, you know, they're hoping. Jealous. Yeah. All right. So thank you for that. Thank you for that question, Andrea. And sorry <laughs> sorry for the response we had yeah. to give you. Right? Yeah. I got, here's a, another question out of the grab bag. I want an AC, but I have no duck work. What can I do? <laughs> Well, it, and it, and sweating is not the correct answer. Uh, no, but that may happen until you get that situation rectified, though. <laughs> okay. Um, Any suggestions? A ductless split, Steve. But uh, what is a ductless split? There then? are a few different makes and models on the market, um, but you will have to explain that a little more than I can because I know you can have different heads, and there's a unit that goes outside, and one mounts on the wall, and you okay. have a great answer for that. Well, we'll <laughs> <laughs> so a, a ductless split, it's, um, there are lots of different manufacturers, but Dan's correct. There's a, a unit that sits outside like your normal air conditioner, but then there's an indoor portion as well in that nowadays they, they're wall mounted, they're floor mounted. Mitsubishi makes a brand new one now, which is a true seal, which, a, which is a North American ceiling mount that'll go between the 16-inch joy space. Oh wow, that's pretty good. It's huge because otherwise we were having to redo some roof trusses or whatever we had to do, alter oh, the ceiling. That's yeah. They just made a brand yes. new one, which will fit between 16-inch uh, roof trusses or or 16-inch center, which is awesome. So yes. it just allows us more flexibility to have a ceiling mount, which is nice and clean. Yeah, uh, but. Those things, there are like they're they're three and a half feet long, so you yeah. need to have enough space for them. But yeah, yeah. So it just allows you to provide cooling to areas that you have a hard time keeping cool. Right. And now they also make them so that they provide heat as well. So it's not just cooling; you get heating and cooling out of the same unit. Yes, and I was asked that question the other day. 
um, and they were worried more about their heat than their cooling. And, and I said I was pretty sure that they made units that provided both of those now. Yes, they do. Yeah. But would the heating side be more supplemental to your existing system? It's not supposed to be. The, like a standalone? The heating's supposed to be able to handle. It's These things are supposed to be able to run even if it's minus 25 outside. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. What, what would that look like in my garage, do you? It would look awesome in your garage, actually, Jamie. Then you can Air cool it as well. Too, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I'll have yeah. to think about that. Yeah. And so, and the other way is to install ductwork. You can install in yeah. traditional ductwork, or you can install what we do, uh, what we call high-velocity mini duct. Yes. So they're all, um, there's ways to provide air conditioning if you don't have any ductwork. Yes. Um, what you're talking about is... Uh, more of an attic installation. On the mini duct it is, yes, or and even the conventional. Just remember that conventional ductwork to install in your home will alter your home. Yes. It, yes. It definitely will. There'll be a lot of uh, repair work after we're done. Yes, and, there will. Yeah. We're good at cutting, um, but we you have to bring in a contractor to do the repairs. To repair, yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. 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 So um, also I have a 20-year-old furnace that works really well. Um, would I save any money on hydro if I were to replace it? Jamie, you can answer this question. My goodness, it's yes. geared that, to you. It's not just the hydro. It's the, the actual natural gas usage as well. I mean, we watched it on our bills when we replaced ours. I mean, we paid for a furnace in the series of two years in the, in the gas savings alone because we had a – ours was much older than 20 years, but it was phenomenal. We thought there was something wrong. So. <laughs> with your, you mean that they, with that the, the gas meter? Yeah, the gas was that much lower. And then we just went through and did another one with you guys there two years ago. And even the hydro savings going from, you know, a regular standard motor to an electric a magnetic motor is crazy. I mean, $70 a month difference in hydro usage. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. And it you is. wouldn't think it until you've seen it because you sold us on that. And then I said, well, we got to prove Steve wrong or right here. So <laughs> we were able to prove you right. So. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. But keep in mind that when you when your gas usage drops off dramatically like that, yep. I guarantee you the gas company sends somebody around to look at you. <laughs> to make sure <laughs> yes. you, know, you don't have an extra pipe running off the well, other side. Well, they of do, it. right? <laughs> if you, all of a sudden you've attached to the neighbor or yeah. something's going on because, you know, Dan, to see a significant drop. I wouldn't drop, consider it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hydro's <laughs> one thing Dan doesn't mind taking. Or, oh, is that right? He or just, our water. But. He just he kind of plugs in on the side of the house and goes. Yeah, well, we're not <laughs> home. Yeah. Well, why not, right? <laughs> But keep keep in mind that yes, there are certain ways nowadays. Yeah. Product is certainly that much more efficient. Yes, yeah. it, it is amazing. Is. Yeah. yeah, and you've got one of those furnaces in your house too, Dan. Yes, yes, I do, um, and it works great. And uh, I have my maintenance done on a regular basis, and I'm very happy with mine. Good. Yeah, we have the same furnaces. Yeah, yes. actually, all three of us yep. have the same furnace because yep. I yep. did the same thing in my own home. Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, I have a UV a, air cleaner amazing. in mine though. Do you? I've got a UV as well, yeah. Dan, do you? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, well, you're out. <laughs> do you think <laughs> Do you think that would uh, help my... Uh, Air quality? Breathing issues, actually. That's pretty simple. Now, Dan, we can't have this discussion on air. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly, if you, um, if uh, the, the UV filter that is on our furnaces is designed to keep the evaporator coil clean. Yes. Um, it actually will stop any viral bacteria growth as well going through the airstream. So yep. those are all positives. Um, and then really uh, the filtration is the important piece as well. So mm -hmm. you need both. Um, and th there's some people, there's products here that do both. I just like my product separated. I like yeah. my filter separate from my UV. 
Yeah, I think no, I think that's a good idea to have both separated. Richard's chiming in here just for a second. Just let me turn my phone on and see. Um, sounds like oh, he's just telling me it sounds like Peter failed to train me properly on allowing me to do the job. Thanks, Richard. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, you're answering the phone. Answering the phones. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, how come my thermostat has a blank screen? I've had that blank screen. Just, uh, <laughs> I've had that blank look. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just a couple of weeks ago when I got up in the morning and it was cold, cold, oh. cold. And I thought, did well, you not just change, got, just you got not change the battery? Colder outside. No, I didn't change the batteries and, uh. Uh, everything worked fine once I changed the batteries, but I had that blank screen. When I first got up in the morning, I looked at it and and touched it, and I had some numbers. And then when Ling got up, she said, the screen is blank. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so we had to change the batteries. Yeah. Now, some people's thermostats, Mr. Weisler, yes. don't have batteries. No, they do not. Oh, okay. So please don't try to find them in that. <laughs> um, if you're uncertain... Um, you know, you could take a picture and show it to me, or you could you could just find your manual. It would tell you. Yes. You can always check the internet. If, but if you've got a smart thermostat these days, which is Wi-Fi enabled, good chance it does not have a battery in it because it's taking energy from the furnace and powering it up. So, yeah. if you've got a smart thermostat and it's blank, it means there's probably no power going to the furnace because right. that's it'll be feeding. It feeds from the furnace, yep. so. Yeah. That's one telltale sign. So, yeah, and then but, the rest of the house is probably off as well. In your case, Dan, uh, that would have been a prime time to see what your default temperature would have been set on the front. Right. <laughs> I didn't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> it was down. Uh, I think it was actually. It might have been less than sixteen. Actually, oh. it was pretty cool in the morning. So the outgoing song today uh, for Peter is going to be uh, "Walking on Sunshine" by yep. Katrina and the Waves. Yep. So. Knowing he's going to do, he's since he's doing his exercises and didn't call in, he's going to be um, looking after himself. No, he did call in. You hung up on him. Oh. You said, watch this. <laughs> wow. Oh. Talking about kicking a guy under the bus, right? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Well, maybe, I guess you won't ask me back anymore. <laughs> oh, no. You're, you're still welcome to come back. But we do have to start closing out. Um, it's been great having you two here. And Thank you. I think you're going to be here for... Uh, a few more weeks. Yeah. Yep. So looking forward to that. So, but keep in mind when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London and St. Thomas at 519-681-2450. You can call us in Sarnia. We're there at 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERTS or you can get us online at roynch.com. You can listen mm-hmm. to podcasts to the show at roynch.com and you can look at the company tab and then... Um, you just hit the inch-by-inch inch button on the homepage, and that'll connect right through to us on the radio. Uh, but as we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch. Life's a cinch. We'll see you next week.